Yesterday I did a video about how the Bible teaches that we ought to let lazy people starve to death. And, of course, a number of people push back on me on that one, although it's very clear teaching from the Scripture, so, you know. But I did get one comment that I wanted to share with you. This is from a person calling himself Ivan Alexander. He says this, You misrepresented 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 10. Paul was mad because he trained up the church of Thessalonica to believe that the end of the world was nigh. And now he's mad because the Thessalonians took his false teaching seriously. So he's trying to blame the people. You can't blame the people for cleaving to your teaching that the end of the world is near and then take that opportunity to do all the things they have on their bucket list. The lesson from the third chapter of 2 Thessalonians is that we must be wary of false teachers and false teaching. Paul is an example of both. Jesus did not choose Paul to establish or train up any church. Paul was to serve as the quintessential example that no man or people shall ever be strong or mighty enough to prevail against either Jesus or his church. I gotta hand it to him. At least he's honest. I mean, most people who disagree with Paul pretend like they agree with him. Anyway, nice try, Satan. Hello there, this is A.D. Robles, and you're listening to A.D. on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. All right, let's get started today. I feel like I haven't done a Fight, Laugh, Feast episode in a long time, and some of it has been due to travel, some of it has been due to just being insanely busy in a very, very good way. Uh, my, my, my normal business has been really, really uh, growing, in, in, which is uncommon sometimes in the summertime for a, a recruiting business. But uh, thank you so much for those of you who prayed for me earlier this year where things were kind of falling apart and all that kind of stuff. But, but thank you. So let's jump right into it today. Oh, by the way, a number of people have been asking me if I'm going to be at the Fight, Laugh, Feast conference, and God willing, I will be there. Um, so looking forward to seeing you there and saying hello if you're coming as well. I'm actually doing a breakout session. Uh, I'm going to do it with Matt Williams and also Daryl. Um, what's Daryl's last name? Keith Daryl. Daryl is his last name. Keith Daryl. We're talking about woke capitalism. That'll be a fun one. I'm doing research now and thinking about what I want to say, but and we'll talk a little bit about that in this episode as well. But before we get into that, I wanted to just read to you a Bible verse. And, you know, a lot of people ask me, why is it that all of these woke pastors, these great reset pastors, you know, the kind that try to pretend like whatever CNN is saying, that's what the Bible says as well. So, you know, if CNN wants you to get the vaccine, um, then clearly it's loving your neighbor to get the vaccine. If CNN wants you to, you know, be against uh, election reform, well, then clearly it's loving your neighbor to be against election reform or whatever it is. I mean, they, they, they often will do this pretending like this is some kind of radical Christian doctrine when really it's just propaganda. We, 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 we talked this week about that PCA minister who was giving, you know, government, literal, literal government propaganda he was participating in. My God, forbid such a thing for us to participate willingly in government propaganda. It's just ridiculous, but it's happening. So people have asked me, why is that happening? Are they being paid under the table? I'm like, is that what's going on? They're just shilling because they got money from the powers that be to do this? And, and uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I don't have any evidence of that, but I don't even think 
that we need to really assume that they're getting paid. Because the thing is, um, people that have called themselves God's people, Christians or Israelites or whatever the case may be, they've often tried to syncretize, you know, godly worship and worshiping God with what the pagans were doing. This happened all the time. And in the scripture, we see that it's not always that they were being paid. In fact, rather, they did this willingly. This is uh, from the prophet Ezekiel, and the prophet is prophesying against uh, Jerusalem and talking about how they're worshiping idols and they're syncretizing the worship of Yahweh with the worship of idols. And here's what Here's what God says to the people. He says, How degenerate is your heart, says the Lord God, seeing you do all these things, the deeds of a brazen harlot. Now, for those of you who don't know, harlot is another word for whore. So the deeds of a brazen whore. You erect your shrine at the head of every road, and you built your high places, high in every street, yet you were not like a harlot. Because you scorned payment. So you see, God is saying to these people, you guys are like prostitutes, you're like whores, but you're really not like a whore because a whore gets money for what they do, and you actually don't take money. You just do it willingly. And what he says is, you are an adulterous wife who takes strangers instead of her husband. Men make payments to harlots. But you made your payments to all your lovers and hired them to come to you from all around for your harlotry. You see, God's saying to the people of Israel, you're not even like a prostitute. You're not even like a whore because whores at least get paid for what they do. You actually pay them. You're paying the Johns. You're doing it willingly. You want to do it. He says, you are the opposite of other women in your harlotry because no one solicited you to be a harlot in that you gave payment but no payment was given to you, therefore you are the opposite. You see, this is something that, that uh, false teachers and false, false brethren, they do it because they want to do it. They do it because they, they don't even get paid for it. They, they'll, they'll, they'll pay for this kind of exposure, right? They, they, they're the opposite of a harlot. They're the opposite of a whore. And so God says a prediction here in this text. He says, Now then, O harlot, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God, because your filthiness was poured out and your nakedness uncovered in your harlotry with your lovers and with all your abominable idols and because of the blood of your children which you gave them, surely, therefore, I will gather all your lovers with whom you took pleasure, all those who you loved and all those who you you hated, and I will gather them from around against you and I will uncover your nakedness to them that they may see all your nakedness and I will judge you as women who break wedlock or shed blood are judged. I will bring blood upon you in fury and jealousy. I will also give you into their hand and they shall throw you down your shrines and break down your high places. They shall also strip you of your clothes, take your beautiful jewelry and leave you naked and bare. This is what happens when you try to syncretize the worship of God with the pagan propaganda and the idolatry that happens in our culture and all of this, the, the, the Fauci cult, all of this kind of stuff. You see, God 
will not be mocked. You might be willing to sort of shill nonsense to get on HBO Vice. You might be willing to shill nonsense and propaganda in order to get the spot on CNN and stuff like that. Yeah, totally. Here's my vaccine card. Yeah, I got, I got the vaccine. <laughs> and you get and you get the spot on Washington Post, right? Because they're never going to put some uh, some fundamentalist on there, but they'll put you because you're willing to take a stupid freaking picture. <laughs> so vaccine. That, so yeah, gotta let you do that. But then what's going to happen is you're going to get what you want. You're going to get what you're going to want. You're going to get the accolades. You're going to get all that kind of stuff. And then guess what's going to happen? They're going to turn on you like that. And God's going to take those people who you sought their approval so much. Yeah, the vaccines love your neighbors. All of you. Vaccine passports, mandates. Yeah, we'll organize our church however you want. You want us to shut down our church? Sure, we'll shut down our church. They're, they're, you're going to get all that. And then they're going to turn on you and destroy you. And they're going to take what you have and they're going to rip it from you. You're going to get what you want, man. He's going to make you drink those idols. And that's what's coming for a lot of these woke sort of great reset pastors. They think they're getting in. They're kind of like power adjacent. I think I heard somebody called them power adjacent. Who was that? Was it Aaron Wren? They think they're powerful, but they're really not. It's like that picture of Russell Moore where he's kind of like, ooh, in front of, in front of Obama. That guy's not powerful. He uses you to get votes, bro. You don't have any influence on Barack Obama. But you're sitting there, and you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that, they're going to turn around, and they're going to destroy you. That's what's going to happen. And so, um, listen, guys, the temptation to sort of just give in to the zeitgeist, just give in to the propaganda is super intense right now, and it'll probably get worse. Don't give in. It's not worth it, and it never, ever ends well. They're gonna. God's gonna make you drink down those idols, and it's not going to be pretty. Now let's uh, let's talk a little bit about sort of this great reset stuff and 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 all this kind of thing. I I wanted to um, show you a a textbook example of how the uh, the media lies to you. So this was a video that came out a few years ago. Um, eight predictions for the world in 2030. This came out from the World Economic Forum. The World Economic Forum is a Marxist socialist organization that pretty much every major business in the United States that you like um, is a part of and they're partners with. And uh, they're trying to, they're central planners, right? So maybe they're not total full Marxist. Maybe they're not total full socialist. Maybe they're not total full fascist, whatever you want to call it. But they very much believe that there's, there's a group of people, these central planners that can organize your life much better than you can organize your life. They're very much against freedom. They're very much against private property, as long as it's not their private property because they want their private property, but your private property they're against. And and it, they're just very like sort of dystopian and freaking weird, right? Uh, Klaus Schwab, if you ever look into this guy, Klaus Schwab, who started the World Economic Forum, he's a freaking creep. There's just no question about it. But anyway, people have made a lot of, uh, of, of, of videos and content about this video because this is creepy. Look, look, look at how it starts. Eight predictions for the world in 2030. You'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Whatever you want, you'll rent and it'll be delivered by drone. Now, a lot of people said, well, that's pretty creepy, right? Like, why are they saying that you'll own nothing and be happy? How are they going to own all this? Because the thing is, obviously, somebody owns it. If you're renting it, 
from somebody. Somebody else owns it. So who owns it? Who? Well, I mean, it's the central planners. I mean, they know better than everybody else. And so lots of people have made content about this saying like, why? what is this organization that has these goals and, and they're just freaking weird and all that kind of stuff? Well, anyway, if you were to Google, which, you know, stop Googling, number one, but if you were to Google, you will own nothing and be happy, you'll see this guy, this weirdo with a weird face, so happy that he owns nothing and he's renting everything that he has and all that kind of stuff. But the first article you'll see is from Reuters. Reuters, a fact check article. And it makes the case that the World Economic Forum doesn't want people to own nothing by 2030. I mean, why would you think that? I mean, it's just one of the things that we said as a prediction, clearly. And it makes this case in a very interesting way. It says, look, we were just saying that that could happen. We weren't saying it was going to be good or bad, just that it could happen. And the funny part is that they, they obviously were saying it would be good. I mean, look at this guy's face. You'll own nothing and you'll be happy. They say if you own nothing, that'll be good because you'll be renting it. Look how happy this guy is. I mean, clearly he's happy. But what I found was interesting about this was they also made the case that actually, in reality, this central planning Marxist organization wants people to own uh, property. L- l- let's check this out. Listen to this. So here, here's what they say about property ownership. In the past, false claims about the World Economic Forum have been conflated with conspiracy theories about the United Nations Agenda 30 framework, which is a sustainable development goals devised in 2015 at the United Nations General Assembly. They are freely available on the government website and outline objectives like here's what it says. Ending poverty, which includes the goal of making property ownership available to all. Now, here's the quotation that they choose to make. To, to, to make that point. This is from the document. It says, by 2030, th- one of their goals is, by 2030, ensure that all men and women, in particular the poor and vulnerable, have equal rights to economic resources as well as a- access to basic services, ownership, and control over land and other forms of property, inheritance, natural resources, appropriate new technology, and financial services, including microfinance. So one of their goals is that sounds pretty good. I mean, we don't you want the poor to have the ability to buy property and to own property and stuff like that? Well, that sounds pretty good, but in the Western world anyway, that already exists. It doesn't matter if you're poor or rich, you could buy property. Now, if you're poor, of course, you can't buy as much property as you could if you were rich, But nobody is saying, well, you come from a poor family, and so therefore I won't accept your million dollars to buy this million-dollar piece of property. Nobody's saying that, right? But the way this article is written, it makes it seem like it is. And by 2030, we need to actually reverse that. And it's like, well, this is actually not talking about private property. This is talking about public property. They want the poor to have equal rights to economic... Why should they have equal rights to economic resources? What, what is a right to an economic... Re- they do already have rights to economic resources. Look, if I have a, you know, a silver coin, right, and, uh, and a poor person wants to buy this silver coin from me or a rich person wants to buy this silver coin from me, they can do that. You know, this coin probably worth like 30 bucks, right? If you have $30, whether you only have $30 to your name or you have 30 30- Yikes. $30 million to your name. You can acquire this coin. 
right? But obviously, you couldn't acquire, you know, tens of thousands of coins if you only had 30 bucks, right? So we already, the poor already has the ability to have private property. So this is obviously talking about something that they don't already have. And what I think this is talking about is essentially public ownership of things, right? We, we, you've seen that meme where uh, it, it didn't age very well at all, but uh, Michael Moore, aggressive guy, he said, oh yeah, it was great. The, the president of Venezuela said that the oil belongs to the people. And it's like, that's what it's talking about. It's talking about that kind of property where the people own the oil, but they really don't. Obviously, it's just a communist, socialist, central planning scam. So you can see how this article's lines. You see, well, it says right here that they want the poor to have property. So they're pro-property. Yeah, they're pro-property in the weird sort of esoteric kind of weird sense, not private property where I have my own stuff, my own ability to have my own land. You actually want me to be renting this land from you. That's what it means to own nothing and be happy. You think that the, the, the vision for the future is that in order to make things more equitable and for everyone to have equal right, it's an access to resources and basic services and stuff like that. Well, what we need to do is make sure that the government is doling it out because the, dole, the government can be more fair, right? The government can be more fair with resources and uh, basic services and control over land. Right now, it's not fair because the poor people don't have a lot of control over land, but the government can have much more equitable outcomes. So we can decide who gets what land and make it even Stevens. Obviously, it never works out that way. But that's what this is. This The, the article says that this is pro-private property, and it definitely is not. See, the, the, the World Economic Forum is definitely a Marxist organization, at least in and 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 just to tie this all together, you know, we, we we do need to consider, you know, what the scripture says about economics, what it says about private property. Like the reality is that the Bible affirms private property. It doesn't affirm private property in the way of there's a verse that says private property is good. That's not how the Bible's law works. It works by having negative law. So in other words, it says you shall not steal which therefore affirms private property. In other words, if you shall not steal, then that means you can't take other people's stuff, which means other people have stuff that is actually theirs, that they own themselves, that you have no rights to. You see, there's a lot of great reset pastors that have different spins on private property. Uh, Tim Keller says that the poor has a right, a claim to your property because God says for you to be charitable to the poor. That's false. That's false. You see, God says to be charitable to, the, to, charitable to the poor. That's true. But you have that obligation before God. That does not give the poor the rights to your stuff, because otherwise, thou shalt not steal has no meaning. It has no meaning whatsoever. See, that's how the law of God works. It gives you negative law. It tells you what you cannot do, which means that there's a lot more freedom than people like to pretend the law of God gives you. There's a lot of freedom. So God will say, you know, you have to be charitable to the poor, but because he said, thou shalt not steal, then your obligation to the poor is to God. You, you know, he even says in the Bible, it talks about, you, you, know, you, you know, you said, you, you didn't give me uh, food when I was hungry. And you say, well, God, when did I see you? When, did, when, when were you hungry? He said, well, because you passed by that poor person who was hungry and you didn't do anything to, for them. That's, that, the obligation is to God, guys. You see that. And so... Um, the Great Reset pastors out there, 
they're promoting central planner propaganda where they think that the goal is to have more equitable outcomes to have everything be more fair and all that kind of more fair than how god has set this up by the way let's just call it what it is they think they're nicer than god um but these are the same kind of prophets that were trying to syncretize the worship of yahweh with the worship of baal you see, they're currently trying to syncretize the worship of Yahweh with the worship of the state, with the worship of the central planners, and all that kind of thing. And the result's going to be the same. They're going to be destroyed. Um, God's going to turn all of their lovers that they're trying to, they're not even, they're spurning payment. They're not even getting paid for this. They're just shilling this nonsense so they get the spot on vice. They're, he, those lovers are going to be turned against them, and it's going to be quite a sight to behold. I would recommend that you repent of your sins, that you do not shill government propaganda, that you don't encourage others to imbibe government propaganda, um, and all of that. I mean, honestly, that, that's, that's, that's all we can really do. I mean, I can't control what Russell Moore does. I can't control what, what, what Tim Keller does. But what we can do with ourselves is not buy into the, the, the propaganda or encourage others to do it. We ought to be encouraging others to, and rather to follow God and to mind their own business and to love God and love neighbor the way he has told them to do so. Anyway, I, I hope you found this video helpful. God bless.